17 minutes it is before 8 p.m. We go into our wrap of uh, the uh, top business stories uh, uh, that have certainly had tongues wagging in the marketplace uh, today. And joining me to do this is the head of trading at Merit Securities, and that's Pinda Mangoloti. Pinda, good morning. I want us to maybe start there with some of the uh, two pieces of data that came out today uh, of interest to me. Uh, one is uh, that uh, manufacturing production number, which came in at around 1.8%. But I want us to take a look at that alongside the uh, mining production numbers, which came out probably 19 minutes before uh, the manufacturing numbers, uh, also down 1.8% as well. But uh, seeing some improved uh, mineral sales as well, notwithstanding the fact that production is down. Uh, what clues does this give us about how the economy has fared in the third quarter, uh, least of all in light of that recovery as Ibonle in uh, Q2? Um, unfortunately, it, 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 you know, on paper, it, it doesn't really give us a, um, you know, something to be excited about. Mm. Um, the reason for that, um, I guess, well-documented. Um, global economy is slowing, um, which in turn then feeds that directly into our own economy, and um, and then that basically translates now into what we produce, uh, whether it be it for um, the local market or for the export market. Mm. Um, so if you see slowdown um, in the global economy, specifically with regards to um, you know to one of the biggest um, consumers um, of what we produce, I'm going to give an example in terms of iron ore and steel, which mm. is China. Sure. Um, I mean, if you look at the Chinese data that's been coming out, and just going to mean, just going to make mention of um, July and August in both in terms of your industrial production, um, which has been creeping down, or rather, which has been coming down. Um, from I think in June we were looking at number that's above six. Um, by end of September, that number was around about 4.4 percent. Mm. And also, if you look at what would then um, directly speaks to what we would export um, in 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 form of Chinese imports, um, that number also um, coming down. Right. So, I mean, that's that, that's what you're seeing in these numbers. Um, and as I've said um, when I started, unfortunately, it's not a a very good picture in terms of what we will probably see in Q3 mm. um, of this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are pockets of data, I mean, um, or, or other you know, exceptions. Specifically, if, you, um, if we talk about the manufacturing number and you look at it um, from a month-on-month um, point of view, I mean, that number is, is positive. In fact, mm. the past two months, July and August, we're positive. In fact, if you go back to uh, March of this year, uh, only two months where we recorded, um, on a month-on-month basis, where we recorded manufacturing, which was down. And the most it was down by was, about, was around about 2.7%. So if you ignore, um, I'm not saying do that, I mean, but if you're doing comparisons, um, and if you, take, uh, if, you, if you take away the, the year-on-year comparison, because that's where, that's where the negative 1.8% in terms of the manufacturing data comes in, mm. um, in fact, which stretches to um, July up to the end of, uh, of August uh, with those numbers uh, down 3.6, um, 7 tenths and 1.8%. Mm. 
Yeah. And I mean, for me, it's always, I guess, quite surprising because of just the linkages between uh, the kind of manufacturing that we do here in South Africa and the mining sector. Uh, you know, have, have we seen any quarters in our mining sector where uh, we see that, you know, uh, uh, manufacturing production uh, does better than what one would potentially see in the mining sector? Because I would argue not. I mean, if you think about where much of our manufacturing is, it's related to our uh, primary industry and maybe uh, also to agriculture somewhat. And uh, we saw food and beverages uh, doing quite well uh, and uh, uh, making positive yeah. contributions to that manufacturing number. But uh, if we continue to see the kind of, uh, you know, structural change and uh, maybe stockpiling that we see, for instance, of uh, platinum group metals uh, uh, over the next few quarters or so, what is that going to mean for our value addition in the manufacturing sector and potentially some of the jobs there? Um, unfortunately, in, in as far as jobs, um, you know, we, 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 we can't overstate this, that mm. um, jobs will be at risk. Okay, uh, especially if we're seeing this uh, this particular momentum continuing um, into into quarters um, uh, down the line, um, and also um, I concur with you as well um, in terms of obviously we've never seen a quarter where um, um, what mining does relatively better um, compared to, um, to 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 manufacturing. Um, again, it's uh, it, it boils down to it boils down to um, uh, you know, uh, if if there is the demand side of the equation, mm. um, you will see both manufacturing picking up and also the mining side also picking up um, because of that. Because it will then will be res- uh, responding to that particular demand. Whereas mm. if that demand is faltering, um, if anything, will also um, um, taper off in terms of uh, what we bring out of the ground. Um, to in fact even going as far as shelving some of projects. Um, that uh, that we you know that a particular company was uh, was looking to um, to, you know, to to get into um, as if the the economy global economy and also and also South African economy was uh, was growing. In fact, we did uh, we did see we did see that pattern um, a couple of years ago. Um, we uh, most of com- most of the companies um, that have actually won um, halved what they called capex, which is the, the capital expenditure, mm. um, and also they've actually put on hold some of the uh, expansion projects, um, projects being either um, in the local front or or, or abroad. Mm. Um, however, we are seeing now um, a slight change in in that. I mean, I'll give an example in terms of Impala, who now are embarking on a on a 11 billion rand acquisition. Again, this is a reaction again to um, how well the PGM space is doing and also the pricing as well. Um, this is despite the reports, I think it's from, uh, uh, sorry, I just, rem- I just forget now, the, the, the house that publishes, um, mm. you know, the, the, the production numbers and, and, uh, and, 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 uh, and, and demand um, in terms of that 2019 and 2020, are we likely to see um, a surplus? Um, in terms of tracking sure, them. Sure. Um, again, I think I tend to be corrected in that, in that, on that point. Yeah, yeah. Let's pause there for a second, Pinda. And uh, when we come back, uh, I want us to uh, uh, maybe, I guess, uh, continue uh, looking at uh, what's happening there and uh, some of the announcements from StatsSA when it comes to those uh, mining and manufacturing uh, numbers. And I think you're correct there. I mean, if, if indeed surpluses are forecasted in that space, uh, it would only be folly for many of the platinum miners to produce or to ramp up production uh, when uh, prices are looking so good. So uh, potentially they would want to maybe store back on production and uh, sell whatever they might have uh, so that they don't have those uh, kind of surpluses and uh, 
we can potentially see that coming through uh, in uh, some of the numbers that uh, came through uh, earlier on today. Let's take this brief break and pinned up. We continue on the other side of this break. It's our business wrap, and I'm in conversation with uh, Pinda Mangoloti. And uh, Pinda, the other thing I want us to maybe take a look at briefly here on the back of those uh, mining production numbers that we saw coming out, what impact did they have on uh, uh, you know mining stocks in general? And uh, if we look at it maybe at a commodity level, some of the PGM stocks and uh, even some of the gold stocks? Um, not much, um, because uh, like today we, we actually had a different theme in, mm. in as far as our markets, where we saw now... Um, a bit of what we call um, the sector switch or sector rotation, where mm. we saw um, what we call local ings. These will be the banks, industrials, and all of those stocks rallying, and um, at the expense of then the gold mining stocks and also um, some of the platinum stocks. I think um, I think uh, gold miners were, uh, were the, the the biggest faller on the day. I think about two percent. Mm. Um, the likes of Sibanye um, Gold also on uh, or sure. on that list. Um, but what was interesting again for for me, um, or something to to sort of like to to pick out in terms of the mining numbers, um, the the sales numbers. That one is again, it's a no-brainer. Um, prices are relatively high, so therefore you will see um, a lot more of uh, you know of the of the production being sold out because you are now taking advantage uh, of the of the gold price, which is. Um, hovering below the 1,500 US dollars announced, um, but for the past so like two three months, and it's been relatively high um, high roundabout there. Same as for platinum, um, palladium as well. Um, the, the the other one for me is then the the, the gold production specifically. Um, gold has been doing terribly in terms of production um, year to date, and uh, now we're seeing that number actually changing a little bit, uh, with uh, you know with the declines being not as much. I mean, we're used to seeing double digit numbers in terms of uh, in terms of gold production, um, but I think this one is, it was actually down just below five percent. Mm. Let's shift our attention now to uh, you know a paper and packaging uh, producer here, Mondi, uh, seeing their share price falling to its lowest in almost three years, and this after. Uh, they've warned that uh, reduced demand for paper and uh, lower prices had hit its uh, third quarter revenue. The stock was uh, down just under four percentage points uh, uh, early on today and uh, uh, hovering around that 275, 276 uh, rand uh, share mark. And uh, uh, I guess uh, it managed to close uh, just above that 290 rand mark. Uh, but uh, it, it would be troubling and uh, worrying times for uh, this particular entity and even, uh, I guess, uh, for the industry as a whole. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, the closing price, just first off, with the price, um, closed at two ninety one eighty. Um, it, it does appear that the the brief reaction to the statement was more of a knee reaction. Um, we were down four percent by the end. We are up about one point eight percent. Um, and if you look at, I mean, the share price year to date, um, slightly softer because we ended 2018 around about 304. And as of today, the price closing about 291. So that's as far as the share price goes. Um, and um, in terms of the, the update itself, um, I think the probably the one thing that when we read the statement in its entirety is the fact that the company actually was expecting these numbers. So it was not a total surprise, which will then um, perhaps prompt a, a rather um, aggressive selling into the stock. Um, if you look at the two primary economies um, where the, the, the company operates in, is unfortunately 
we're not really going to see growth, um, especially 2019 and, and also 2020 for that matter. So the European region where it, it operates and also the, the, the South African economy um, where it also operates, um, both of these regions, unfortunately, are seeing a bit of contraction in as far as uh, is economic growth um, to a point where the European Central Bank, they are now um, back into quantitative quantitative easing mm. um, in terms of trying to boost the economy. And I know within, within the European um, context as well, there are select economies um, which, are, are, which are sort of like in recession, um, technical recession. So um, the, 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 the economies where the company operates, they're not doing well um, translating into these numbers. Um, and as you said, in terms of demand, the company opens with that line where it says it was generally it was generally lower um, across all their markets. So that's not great. Um, and also in terms of prices, um, if you compare them to the first half of the year, which ended, I think, June, if I'm not mistaken, um, and uh, compare that to um, to you know to to also last uh, last year's quarter. Um, prices, unfortunately, are coming down as well, and uh, which will then sort of like um, then trickle down into your sales as well. So mm. you've got um, demand which is faltering, you've got prices as well um, which are coming off. Um, that will affect your sales, and the company does point to that as well. That sales are also lower, and the the I think for me then the, the worrying bit is that prices, sorry, rather their own internal costs or the company costs are going the opposite direction, uh, which means the, the you know, costs are going higher, uh, which would put strain in any company that is expecting a rather um, uh, difficult trading quarter. Mm. Let's talk briefly now, just before I, we wrap up. Uh, Sasol, uh, investing 400 million rand in uh, uh, enterprise and supply development deal with Nduna Maritime, uh, which uh, will assist the uh, company to acquire uh, its first tanker vessel, uh, about Cecil. Uh, let's talk about this one. I mean, uh, it's uh, certainly an interesting one. We seldom hear of these kind of enterprises and supply development uh, programs happening in the oceans economy. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that, um, and the fact that the, uh, what Nduna Maritime is a 100% black-owned and operated company. Mm. So uh, it's, it, it really is a full good, uh, good story right, for, for this rather cool yeah. Thursday. Um, so, um, look, it's, it's, um, it's, 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 it's a positive um, especially within within that uh, the maritime sector, uh, which um, according to you know the, the latest data, um, it's it's predominantly um, um, uh, you know uh, so like um, you, you you get a lot of foreign owned vessels. So now this will be a pure South African um, vessel, which will um, carry a South African flag, mm. and also in as far as um, as Sasol. Um, by extending this 400 million rands, which will be repaid over a 10-year period, um, it basically means now the 1.8 billion rand that Sasol spends in terms of um, exporting um, their, you know, their, their chemicals to the to to the southeast um, um, Asia area. Um, now they will have a they will have a local company mm. uh, which, all, which will also be part of that. Um, and also, what's quite interesting as well is the fact that um, when when I read deeper into the into the article and also supporting stories is the fact that um, as South Africa we spend about 160 billion rands 
um, in terms of exporting these uh, these chemicals. Mm. Um, and all of these and all of these go to foreign-owned vessel companies. Mm. So uh, with uh, with Nduna Maritime coming now online, this is a fantastic story. Um, just one now hopes that there would be more. Uh, more examples, you know, to you know, to 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 come through, especially if there is a support um, from this uh, uh, from this Sasol Siaka Trust. Mm. I mean, this, this this is fantastic, and also they make mention that um, this is uh, this is by far the largest, the single largest um, um, support that the trust has done yeah, has has yeah. has done since. Uh, since it was formed, I think, in mid-2000, if I'm mm, not mistaken. Mm. Yeah. And it's certainly some good news there for Sassel, which uh, hasn't be, had much of that uh, with uh, all of the challenges there in uh, their Lake Charles project in the United States. But uh, I guess it emboldens us, uh, Pinda, to say, because uh, we've said a lot about this ocean's economy, uh, the different you know, Operation Pakisas around the ocean's economy, but seldom yeah. do we hear... Uh, of uh, transactions of this nature that uh, I guess aim to transform the involvement uh, operationally of uh, South African entities uh, in the oceans economy and uh, kudos I guess to Sasol and Duna Maritime here uh, for putting this one together. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with you. Um, um, again, it's it's uh, it, I think I think the the I think the probably the the biggest hindrance uh, into um, this uh, maritime industry is again it is a a capital intensive um, industry which will then deter the likes of you and me, um, hint hint, um, in in also sort of you know trying to get into that space. So if you do not have the backing mm. or, or or you do not have um, the the right partners in terms of. Where you will eventually own the, the you know the the, the supply of uh, of whatever that is that you are doing, uh, it will it will be it 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 will poses a lot of challenges. Uh, but like I said, we all like we said uh, with this particular story, uh, it is a it is a story worth celebrating and and also hoping that there will be more examples mm. um, that will follow on this. Awesome stuff. We'll have to leave it there, Pinda. Always a pleasure, my brother, catching up with you. That there was Pinda Mangolot. He's the head of uh, trading at uh, Merit Security, speaking to us uh, this evening here on our business wrap here at uh, Metro FM Talk.